Hola, soy Miguel Maltos Gonzalez, coming back to you on Firme, Cuentos y Arte Podcast, por gente, por todos, for the whole community, man, that's right, yes, you know, one thing that has happened in the past couple of days here in, in Spokane, Washington, is, well, we have our Black Lives Matters mural that was just completed. And, well, the night before yesterday, it was already defaced. So it had a total life of, I don't know, maybe just a few days. And, um, yeah, a lot of people in the community more so are shocked that this happened and angered very few are, are like, well, good, it doesn't need to be here in my Spokane. So there's that. And one thing that I've discussed with an individual is that this, this vandalism, this act of vandalism is not just somebody that defaced a mural. No. It it's actually racially charged. I, I strongly feel that it is. Only because I've seen this before. And not too long ago, we had a mural about Black Lives Matter in regards to the death of George Floyd. And somebody defaced that. Not the mural, but his face. You see? And then in the Black Lives Matter mural itself they defaced the word black with red, white, and blue paint. The, the, the lives matter. They didn't touch that. So when you, you step back and you look at this through the lens of a person of color, through the lens of a person who knows what it's like to have racist comments made about them, them directly. This is not just an act of vandalism. This is truly um, a racially charged attack on the black culture, black heritage, on the black community here in Spokane. And it doesn't matter where that person comes from that, that, that did this, you know, act of vandalism. It doesn't matter where they come from. What really matters is the fact that that they took a little bit of local culture and heritage and they destroyed it. You know, that's an artist's hard work. It took them time to, to create that concept and create that image and, and to put that work on a wall to make a statement that they're here and they are a part of this community and they they deserve a voice in this community and from the standpoint of an artist, a cultural artist, a Chicano artist you know, it seeing this it, it doesn't make me angry it really doesn't and it doesn't surprise me to see this in Spokane. 
what it does is it disappoints me. It hurts my feelings. It hurts my heart to see how another community of color is being treated. Now, had this been an Asian pride mural, had this been you know, something in regards for us gente, had it been something of ours, it more than likely would have been defaced as well. Had it been something pretty, something with lilacs and, you know, the rolling hills and the palouse, had it been so pretty, and part of that Pacific Northwest culture, there'd be no problem. It'd be beautiful. Yeah, and people would see it, and it would be nice, and they'd go and they'd take their selfies there, and they post it on their Facebook. Yeah, it, it'd be nice. And if somebody defaced it, oh my gosh, it'd be horrible. Yes, that's terrible for you to face a piece of beautiful public art. Well, you know, I, I see this work, and I see how it was treated, and it just, it actually just makes me want to create this cultural space even more. I mean, you'd see this this, this act of, of racism, this act of, of defacing another culture's creative expression, and you'd think, oh, yeah, that, that makes it so much harder to be a person of color in that area, and, you know, you can see it that way if you want. That's, that's fine, you know, everybody's entitled to their viewpoint, of course, and I respect other opinions, but when I see this, it charges me to take stronger action. Not retaliation, not defacing other artists' work, not destroying a community, not coming at, at people with an angry argumentative mindset but it makes me want to display my culture even more it pushes me, it motivates me to make more, be more to be the example of what it means to be a bicultural person, of what it means to be proud of your heritage on both sides of the border what it means to be expressive in your culture, in your language. Yeah, it, it is cultural. It is heritage. But to the people that can't see that, that's only because they're not a part of that culture. They don't know what it's like to be black in America. They don't know what it's like to be brown. They don't know what it's like to have that, that, that accent that prompts people to ask, oh, so where are you from? They're like, I'm from, uh, <laughs> I'm from here, you know, I'm from Spokane. Uh, I, I was born in uh, uh, Post Falls, I'm from here. From San Antonio, from Seattle, from San Diego, 
no, they're like, no, where are you from originally? Where are you originally from? And it's like, um, you know, like, the Pacific Northwest, I was born here. Yeah, I'm a local. Grew up here, my dad's from here. My mom's from uh, Tennessee. <laughs> but my dad's from here. Yeah. No, and it's those questions of asking, where are you from? Where's your country of origin? Where are you from? You know, it's... Not every person with brown skin is an immigrant. Not every person with an accent is an immigrant. Not every person with Asian eyes is an immigrant. No. No, they're not. And they're not... They they don't have to be Mexican-American. They don't have to be Chinese-American. African-American, Panamanian-American, and so on and so forth. They don't have to be something dash American. No, they don't have to be. It's not like you see people in the white community and say, I'm German-American, I'm Swedish-American, I'm Italian-American. No, they're American. Damn it, why can't I just be an American? Hmm? Why not? Why does a black person have to be an African American when they very well could be indigenous and have tribal blood flowing through their veins? Oh, yeah, how about that concept? Where you have somebody that has Afro hair and dark skin. And they're speaking Spanish. Whoa, what's up with that? That's right. You could be Afro-Latinx. It's not an issue of um, skin color. It's an issue of heritage and where you come from and your family's history. And throughout this world, as we've evolved have crossed borders left and right. We've crossed oceans and we've moved from continent to continent. We're no longer separated anymore by those boundaries that were put there by people, by somebody. No. You know, we're, we're people. We're handy. And to see a piece of cultural art destroyed in this manner it hurts yeah some people they are downright angry shoot man they're just straight up pissed off that it happened and others are pissed off that the mural was put there in the first place but to both sides both communities both mindsets only thing I have to say is if you want change focus that anger that you have and focus it into action that's beneficial for both communities because you know we're we're living here together anyway we're all a part of the neighborhood it's not like anybody's going anywhere anytime soon you know we're we're all here and we're all in this together So, for this Black Lives 
matter, Merrill. You know, I sincerely apologize to the artists that put their heart and, and their hard work into creating that beautiful piece together in that multicultural effort. I, I truly am sorry that they're having to experience this. But, you know, it's it's a matter of the, the community that we're in. We can't we can't expect to to be accepted fully just yet. You know? And this is where people start to demand change. But you don't demand change, you make change happen. If you want it, you've gotta you've gotta give and get. Both sides have to give to get. And that I feel will make this community what we want it to be. That's going to make opportunities like that Black Lives Matter mural a respectful and mutual effort for everybody. And this is where I go back to LTNX Octus and I'm not shamelessly plugging <laughs> this but that, that's my dream, that's my goal, is to have a space for the community of color to be able to express themselves through dance, through spoken word, through their written efforts, through performing arts of all sorts, through visual arts, through culinary arts, through new technology, multimedia. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm hoping for. Because that's something that I, I deeply miss from my artistic life in San Anto. Yeah, we have that there. And it's amazing to see it, be a part of it see how well it, it works together. In Spokane, we have the community here. We have the creativity here. We have that multicultural pride here. That, yeah, we, we deserve a space. Yeah, we totally deserve it. And it's happening. It's going to happen. And through this podcast effort that I, I try to maintain. This is where I reach out to you. And I swear I, I have to ask, you know, this is where I have to ask if, if we're going to make this community what we want it to be, we need to come together. It's not just going to happen. That's right. It won't just magically appear one day. So, in all this, you know, when it comes to the arts in Spokane, it's, it's really, it's evolving. It's really changing right now. I see it changing. Some people don't know how to accept change. Other people, they don't know how to, to receive this change. They don't know how to understand and interpret all this cultural expression yet. And it doesn't mean that they're racist. It doesn't mean that they hate 
people of color that they don't like the black community they don't want spanish-speaking people here it doesn't mean that it just means they don't know how to engage with our communities they've never really had to and so this is where it takes time to build this relationship create this dialogue talk about the uncomfortable things that we need to talk about and within this time it will evolve it, it will come together it just it does take time I see San Anto, and I look at the history of the colonization of the Yanaguana land evolved into the city of San Anto. It was ruled by the Mexican people, and then the settlers that went westward came in and they took it away and they took land. I see all that hardship, all that struggle, all that battle, all the loss of lives. I read that history and I think about it and I think, man, you know, Spokane, it's kind of along the same path in, in some ways it, it is. And in San Anto, when it comes to that evolutionary timeline they are farther ahead than Spokane all the things we're dealing with now they dealt with oh gosh 100, 200 years ago man <laughs> they dealt with it with the Spanish they, they had to deal with it with the French they yeah they already went through all of these angry teenage years so to speak but Spokane's just kind of getting into them you know we've already had those talks about the the situation we have here not just the Black Lives Matter mural but the the talk about racist I guess iconic statues in the area you know the Monaghan statue and the statement it makes about Pacific Islanders being savages and the George Wright name in that neighborhood, that area and we talk about that and it's like we've already had these talks you know, I really hope that these governing agencies in, in Spokane they would reach out to older, more established cities and ask, say, hey, you know, in your situations with your statues and your murals and your racially charged this and that and your, 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 your multicultural communities, what's worked for you? What didn't work for you? How did you navigate through these challenges? And it's kind of like going to that, that older brother, that older sister, going to that sibling and just kind of like asking, hey, you know, you're older than me, you've lived longer than me, what was it like 
when you were my age? What did you go through? How did you get through it, man? And it's seeking out the experience. That's really what it is. And, yeah. Instead of trying to invent the wheel, ask that, that person that's got a car. <laughs> Talk to the, the person that's experienced a thing or two. Because they, they'd be more willing to share. And, and share with you what worked. And of course what didn't work. What problems came about. You know, what went sideways and how. So that it hopefully doesn't happen in the community we live in here in eastern Washington. But yeah, I mean, that's that's just thoughts. That's only opinion of, uh, you know, one brown artist here. That's all I am. Just a brown artist. Talking. Just talking, talking, talking here. So yeah... That's that's my talk today. That's my quinto. That's my talk on, on local arts here at the Spokane. About Black Lives Mural and what it means to my gente and what it means to my brothers and sisters in the black community. What it means to my brothers and sisters in the Asian community. My brothers and sisters in the Middle Eastern, Indian yeah, because we have all walks of life here, and there's very, very little representation that when somebody finally gets a piece of the pie, and they're there, you know, they got that fork, they got that piece of pie, is looking good, and then somebody has to come and flip that plate out of the hand, close chain, wasted my pie,
not just in this podcast, but in the artwork that I make and all the work that I do, everything that I do within my family, my community, my friends. What am I going to do today to lay down a foundation for a better tomorrow? Gracias por su tiempo. Appreciate your time. And we'll be coming back to you again with more cuentos y arte. Bueno. <laughs>